Well, welcome back to the Two Guys One Plant Podcast, your weekly podcast that deep dives into different vegetables, plants, fruits, and nuts. Every single week, we talk about the history of plants. We talk about the nutrition benefits, the medicinal uses. We talk about how to plant it yourself. We talk about uh, growing it, who to grow it with. Uh, And we also talk about eating it and cooking it and making sure you get the most nutrition out of each of these different vegetables and plants. Uh, As always, the man that I love doing this podcast with is Timothy Aikerman. Here I am, made in all my glory. Yep. How you going, buddy? <laughs> I'm really good, mate. And I'm Simon Hall, just in case you don't know. <laughs> Thanks for introing me, Tim. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, well, welcome back, mate, to another week. Yes, we are back mm. again, mate. I know. This is our first Tuesday podcast. Mm. Mm. Good old Tuesdays. Yes. I'll see. (laughs) (laughs) I was angling for it. (laughs) Um, But yes, this is going to be a Tuesday podcast from now on, which I'm excited about. Gives me a little bit more editing time, which is fun. How's your week been, mate? Have you done anything new? Have you got anything new to tell me? Well, for the people that are following our Instagram, if you're not, you should be. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I planted my avocado seed. Yes. Last weekend, that was that was fun. You know, trying yeah. to get it out of the water and into the into the pot to watch it grow a little bit further. So pretty happy to do that one. Yeah, mm. absolutely. It looked really healthy. It and it still looks healthy. Thankfully, that. yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> It'd be a little bit weird if it was dead already, huh? I know. I'm so worried about it because you know we're right in the middle of winter here in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was worried about the cold and I've got it inside, but it's right near the ducted heating vent and I was worried about it drying out from the hot air. And yep, yep. But I wanted to get the sunlight through the window and there's no other window I can put it near that's not near a vent. Yeah. So you've still got it inside? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. I suppose that'll keep it from kind of... Yeah, it's cold. my understanding that it will not survive in the cold it's, mm. As such a young plant, when it's a bit more established, it'll be okay. But um, yeah. yeah, I figured I'd just leave it inside and put it near a window that gets uh, a lot of the western sun. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Mm. Well, I uh, that is exciting. I planted some garlic this week. I saw that. Yeah, saw. Um, which man, geez, it grows fast. I'm shocked by the photos. Yeah, yeah. Do you know it's it's much higher now? Yeah, like, I think Jamie least... sent a message today. It's yeah. higher. Yeah. It's at least ten centimeters. Yeah, which it's is incredible. Crazy. I'm, this is a week. Mm. Uh, not even a week. Uh, no, not no. even. Mm. Yeah, I think we're looking at like five or six days. It's taken for my my garlic to sprout and go ten centimeters out of the soil. Yeah. While while we're on the topic of garlic, I went to our local green grocer because mm-hmm. you planted yours, and I was like, "That's it. I'm planting garlic." <laughs> <laughs> I went to our local green grocer because I didn't want to buy it from the supermarket. I got it from our, you know, fresh produce store. Yep. And I can't find a definitive answer on whether I can plant it even though it hasn't sprouted and it will sprout when it's planted. I'm just not 100% sure. Yeah. Have you, did you read anything? Yeah, well, I think we covered it last week. But you should leave it out 
and let it sprout. And once yeah, it's sprouted, but I thought you could you plant, plant it without it. it sprouting and it will still sprout. Uh, yeah, but you probably, I think you'll get, um, it'll be easier for you if yeah. you just leave it out. Yeah. One, I've left it, it out for a week. Yeah. yeah, one, you'll be able to see which ones are actually sprouting. And two, you don't have to worry about, you know, water rot and like yeah. keeping it watered to a certain degree and because you've yeah. got to keep it wet but not yeah. moist. And so there's a lot to it if you plant it quick, like really quickly. Mm. So I, I'm suggesting and because I did the same thing, I went and bought some um, of the purple garlic mm. and I've just got it out at the yeah. warehouse. I'm going to leave it, whichever ones sprout and actually have a little bit of green coming out, then I'm going to use those to plant. And if they don't sprout, then I'm just going to yep. know, use cool. them yep. or throw them somewhere else Good. and see if they do grow. That's exciting, man. I'm really excited for you to get your um, get your first garlic harvest. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're building a – here's some more news for you. We're building a vegetable garden at the warehouse. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that'll be really, really cool once it's uh, – kind of done um we'll be able to document all of that on the instagram account which will be really cool and we get to plant heaps of different vegetables and kind of test it out and see how it goes yep yep good yeah um i've got one other thing to share with you tonight Ooh. okay i know i got um a press release across my desk this week Essentially, yes. Uh, someone telegrammed something to me. Carrier <laughs> uh, pigeon. Yeah, with Morse code mm. um, about a new app that has just come out. Now, do you know a little bit about, you know, we've got carbon emissions, right? Mm. Or carbon offset for emissions. Yep. Okay. And a lot of the um, a lot of the airlines have that option. Yeah, the, the offset end. programs. Yep. Yeah, correct. Now, interestingly... Um, I believe, uh, from what I've been reading, there's you know the majority of the population cares about climate change. We're talking about eighty percent of the population, you know, have an interest in climate change, yep. uh, roughly. Um, but only about one to two percent of people actually tick that carbon offset. Oh, yeah, I've never ticked it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So I think a lot of that is to do with we just don't know what it is or what mm. it does or you know i have no idea by ticking that carbon offset what are they actually going to do with that mm. do you know what i mean yeah it just seems nonsensical to me and i don't think it was ever designed to actually do anything properly mm. yeah um so in steps this new app and it's only just launching um and it's called reforest Mm -hmm. And basically, you jump into your app and you add in, like, your airline thing. Yeah. And, you know, you can scan your flight number or whatever, and then it tells you what this, you know. It'll calculate your, your carbon emission. And, yep. Yeah. And then you can um, choose a reforest project to, you know, to pay whatever mm -hmm. that is to plant trees yep. so that you can offset your emissions. Yeah. Right? Yep. But then... You get to choose what project to put it in, like if mm. there's one in Victoria or around the country. Yeah. It's good to have um, that flexibility. Yeah. yeah, and this actually you grow your own little virtual forest through <laughs> the app. Cool. Yeah. But then 
it shows you how many trees you planted. And then later on, they even do drone footage of the actual trees that you're planting in that area. So you yeah, can actually see, yeah. you know, what's happening. You can follow um, the total funding of each project, how many contributors are in, what stage they're in and all yeah. that sort of stuff. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, give people a bit more information and they might be more inclined to throw some dollars at it. Absolutely. Because yeah. for me, it feels like the airline, um, the way it was set up, people are already jaded when they book with airlines, particularly mm -hmm. the low-cost carriers because you you book your ticket and then they're like, oh, add money for baggage and then add mm -hmm. money to choose your seat and then add money for your meal. Oh, you want some entertainment? Add money. And then it's like, oh, and you want to add some money for your carbon offset as well? You, yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the very last thing. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's like, no, or yeah. obviously no. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I really like this app. It does sound like, you know, you're paying a little bit extra, but you know, it's actually going towards something. Mm. Um, you are actually offsetting your emissions. So, um, I'm actually really excited for it. I think it's a really cool concept. They actually, um, when you, uh, when you actually put money towards it to zero off your emissions, they hit up the people that you're um, that you're actually traveling with, and they uh, try to get them to match it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there you go. Nice. I like it, mate. Reforest. Yeah. yeah. Re cool app. Forest. And I just want to make mention as well that this is not a paid advertisement or anything like that. It's just an app that I've was reading about mm. um, and will be writing about. Uh, in the next week and um yeah i just think people should know about it yeah nice i like mm. it yeah um we're doing carrots this week tim i'm glad you mentioned it because i was wondering what we were doing <laughs> simon has a i'm really glad his face. <laughs> i'm really glad you've done your research <laughs> i was just gonna wing this one carrots is easy yeah I thought maybe you'd just go, let me Google that for you. <laughs> Wait, let me Google it. Uh, Google carrots, please. Um, well, <laughs> uh, as you said, I think this is probably going to be a lengthy one because the history is quite vast for carrots. Yeah. it. I don't know, man. It feels like every week now we hit mm. a vegetable or, or a you know, a herb or whatever it is we're talking about. And the information is getting more and more and more. <laughs> yes. It's, but we're learning how to cut it down to a concise uh, piece of information mm -hmm. um, that tries to give you a really good overview, yep. but also try to keep it within an hour and a half to two hours. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> this one, I've said it heaps of times on different podcasts, but this was surprising. I don't know how it was for you on the medicinal side, but well, man, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea what I was going to uncover. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. See, I've read a little bit about carrots before yep. when I was reading a book called Eating on the Wild Side. Oh, yeah. Um, and that really went into detail about kind of a little bit about the history of the carrot. Um, mm -hmm. So I know a little bit about it. I don't know heaps, and it was a while ago that I read it, so... Um, yeah, I'm excited. Cool, cool. I'm sure I'm going to learn something. But let's start with the facts about carrots. Uh, I, you, you're starting. You start. You've I got am. more, more okay. facts than me. I do have a few more than you. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to hit you with 
two really quickly. All right. Mm-hmm. So you know who Bugs Bunny is? Damn it! Yes. Do you, is this one of your facts? <laughs> yeah. Stop it. No, you go, you go, you go. No, no, no. I'm not going to take your fact because you, you don't know as many as me. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with a different one. Okay. So the carrot uh, is actually in the top 10 of the most economical, Im- economically important global vegetable crops. Yeah, I did read this. Oh, did you? It's, a, it's an impressive figure. Yeah. Mm, I know. It's it's such an unsuspecting uh, plant. Mm. It, it ranks so highly. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like it shouldn't be unsuspecting because when you go into a supermarket, the carrot section is actually massive. Yeah, it is pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it dwarfs most other sections for the one kind of carrot and how much space it takes up on shelves. Yeah, when they when they assign shelf space, yeah, it gets mm. gets a lot. Because potato and, gets a lot of space, yep. but they're all different types of potatoes. Yeah, carrots yep. are carrots. Yeah, you've got your your supermarket carrot basically. That's yep. it. Yeah, mm. and they take up a lot of room. Mm. And then you have the different bags and yeah, you know, yeah, all bagged up or separate. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Well, I could lead you into another fact that I didn't put on my facts because I I didn't think it was, but we're talking about carrots and how much space they take up. Baby carrots, right? So you know baby carrots. Yes. Have you got that one? No, go on. Have you you got it though? (laughs) Maybe. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're not actually a, a species or a type of carrot. They're just carrots cut down or immature carrots. Correct. <laughs> Man, that's just ridiculous. I know. I find that really um, wasteful. Well, I mean, that that's a bigger conversation about the way we consume our produce mm. through supermarkets, right? Because supermarkets will only sell the best-looking stuff. Yes, that's very true. Which is a shame because it's not always the best to eat. It might not. Um. So those carrots are like the ugly carrots that have been had mm. some plastic surgery done to make them look different and people might buy them. Yeah, yeah. true. Although mm. we buy the imperfect, yeah, uh, the perfect ones. I don't know if you've seen those at Coles. Uh, we, we shop at Woolies and it's, um, mm. what do they call them, the odd, the odd Yeah, the bunch. odd bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I always go there first. Yeah, I like going there. It's cheaper. Are you still yeah. getting the same quality It's the same product? thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. Um, do you know what the Guinness World Records longest carrot is? I read it, but I can't remember. Go. Okay. What was it? It's twenty feet long. That's so crazy. Yeah, twenty feet. I know. How crazy, huh? I, I um, want to know where. How did they grow it? Because it's a root, which we haven't discussed, but most people would know. Did it? It couldn't have grown twenty feet into the ground. It must have grown horizontally. Under dirt. Um, not necessarily. I'm going to get to this in the growing stage because yeah. there's ways to grow larger carrots. Yeah, okay. Right. You just have to make sure that the soil is really loose. So but 20 feet, easy. man. 20 yeah. feet. Yeah. <laughs> for, ev- for everyone in uh, normal Australia land. Um, well, it's only America that's metric. Uh, yeah, that's imperial. Metric. 
the rest of the so world. So maybe metric. I should should have just started off with the how many meters it was. It's six meters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 <sighs> six meters is actually ridiculous. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's that's, taller than most houses. Yeah, that's like yeah. three of me. Mm. It's like that's, two stories. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, that's stupid. Um, do you have another one? I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I originally had this in my history, but I thought it was more interesting as a fact rather than mm-hmm. in, in the history. So when looking at the – the um, or when you're kind of trying to dissect the ancient history of the carrot, there's actually a lot of confusion between parsnips and carrots. Oh. And I, I will address it in a bit more detail but um, it was in 1753 uh, when uh, this guy published a, a planetarium, a planetarium, where they really started to define, or it was documented the, the the difference between carrot and parsnip. But I'll talk in the history. It's um, up until a certain era, it's actually hard to tell whether the writings were about carrots or parsnips. Oh, yeah. that's so odd. Yeah, because they seem super different to me. Well, you've got. Which is why earlier I said the supermarket carrot because yes, you've got uh, wild carrot and then domesticated carrots and generation. So yeah, wild carrot is actually close, like close. It looks very close to a parsnip. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Okay. Here's one for you, and this is just a really cool fact that you can put to use every single day. The darker the color of the carrot, mm. the sweeter the taste. Yep. Yep. Mm. I read this. Yep. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And for those who have absolutely no idea what we're talking about, carrots are not just yellow. Orange. Yellow and orange and white (laughs) and red and purple (laughs) and black. (laughs) Correct. Um, Yes, very, very true. Um, I have an experiment for you Mm. with carrots. Okay. Mm. So this is something that everyone can do at home if they uh, want to. Oh, so it's not just for me. Oh, uh, no. Sorry, (laughs) mate. (laughs) Well, you may be the only person who does it. But, uh, okay, okay, so this is – it's all about um, looking at the absorption of the carrot and Mm -hmm. how the root system works, Mm -hmm. right? So basically you get a carrot. Um, and you put a couple of toothpicks into the top of it and put it into like a jar of water and you add um, like 10 drops of food coloring into the water, mm. right? It can be whatever color you want it to be. You chuck the carrot in the water and leave it for a few days and then when you when you finish with after a couple of days, you get the carrot out and then you cut the carrot in half and you can have a look inside and you'll see the coloring working its way up the carrot to the yeah, that's roots, so cool. the, the the greens at the top. I feel like I did this in when I was in primary school. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting because you know a carrot is basically a root. Mm. You know. Yep. Um, so and you know if you leave it in the water, you'll see little roots coming out of the side, but it's a tap root. It, mm-hmm. you know, it's a major root that that kind of comes into the ground. There you go. Mm. Cool. Um, do you have any more? I've got one that kind of leads into my history. So I don't know if you want to okay. finish off yours and then I'll, I'll end. I will. Yeah. I will. Um, I've got two for you. 
really quickly. Yep. Um, carrots uh, have a higher natural sugar content than pretty much every other vegetable except mm-hmm. for beetroot. Yep. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And carrots get planted from seeds, but it's really, you know, when you look at a carrot and you look at, you know, kind of how it grows and all the rest of it, where do the seeds come from? Mm. So uh, the leafy greens at the top, if you mm-hmm. leave them, they will actually flower. Mm. And uh, when they flower, they produce seeds, and that's where you get the carrot seeds from. Yeah, it's like a white flower or something I read. Yeah. yeah. Mm. How cool. Um, but you can uh, you can sprout the carrot from the top. Uh, you can, but yeah. you'll only get the greens. You don't get oh, the Oh, I didn't know that. Part. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways that you can actually do that. Um, you can stick your carrot into a little bit of water, just the mm. top of it, and it'll sprout mm. the greens on the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also, this I found this really cool, you can also take the top of a carrot where the, you know, the leaves usually come out and hollow out, you know, the little bit just, just below it and then hang it upside down mm-hmm. and fill the carrot with water. <laughs> the little bit that you yeah. pull it down, yeah. and it'll start growing leaves yeah. out of the bottom because yeah. it's upside yep. down. But then it'll start growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. How cool is that? Mm. Yeah, there you go. That is cool. That's yeah. all I've got, mate. You can uh, finish uh, finish these weird facts up and take us straight into your history. Yeah, cool, man. So this is kind of a long fact, but it's it's really about it's. Like it's what they call the Orange Revolution. I don't care at all if it's a long fact. Oh, I love it. That was awesome. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Would you say it's six meters long? <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry, carry on. Stop it. <laughs> You're carrying on like a pork chop. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, this is about something called um I, I mean it, it called the orange revolution but it's about um i don't know how many people know the that the dutch uh, love the, i mean they they always wear orange and their sporting teams are orange and you know there's a lot lot to do with orange when it comes to the dutch and i'll talk about it in the history but um the dutch are actually credited with the the kind of orange carrot that we know today but um there's a a story that is um not known as fact it's kind of just a tale and some people like to think that it's real and anyway um there's a bloke back in the 17th century his name was william of orange and he was a dutch prince and um he led their nation to independence from the spanish empire and um the followers the story goes that the 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 followers were all so grateful and loved him so much for what he did that they started to um like anything that was orange and they would accumulate all the orange stuff and orange became this kind of show of national pride. Um, so carrot being this orange carrot and it, it kind of, it kind of became this, um, centerpiece on people's tables in their homes and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, it, whether there's, there's some argument, whether it's real or if it's just kind of this, you know, romantic story, but, uh, Yes, this thought that they kind of embraced the orange carrot because of its orange. And yeah, anyway, well, I just thought it was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually heard that story before. Oh, have you? Yeah. There you go. Um, but 
from what I heard, it was actually that they were the first to engineer the carrot to be orange because yeah. of what happened. Um, uh, I didn't read that it was because of that, but uh, yeah, definitely that they were they were kind of the first to have it. Yeah, there was it was yeah. really the Dutch that, that created it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I, I have read that. It's such a cool thing. I, I like to think it's just real because it's cool. Well, you know, <laughs> you, you you never know. It, like, it, there could be part of it that's true, and yeah. you know, yeah. I'm taking it as fact. It, it makes sense. <laughs> it does. It, it, it makes heaps of sense. Like you know what? He's William of Orange, and they just wanted anything that was orange. And absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. That's no, cool. Well, how about I keep going into the history, hey? How much do you know about the history of the carrot or anything or give me a speculation? I know a little bit. I okay. don't want to I don't want to I I have a rough um idea of where it originated. Sure, yep. Um and what color it was when it mm. was in its origin. Mm-hmm. Um but that's the basic rundown of my yep. carrot knowledge. Yeah, yeah. okay. So records say that it was cultivated for a little over 5,000 years, so, you know, reasonable history. But cultivating is more um, people actually physically growing it and that sort of thing. So, you know, way, way, way back, the original use for a carrot was purely medicinal. Nobody nobody ate it. Um, It it was not – it was not nice to eat. You know, yeah, root – you're thinking about eating a plant root, which you discussed before, mm. and it's more of in its wild state. So we'll we'll get into a bit more, but there's wild carrot and domestic carrot. So 5,000 years ago, we we're more talking about the wild carrot, and mm. the root was very bitter. It was a lot smaller than it is now, more root-like rather than, you know, that big carrot that we know now, mm. and really had no appeal other than being used for medicinal purposes. Mm. But uh, cult- cultivation over time made it more more versatile, right? But this is where it gets a little bit more interesting. So there's um, fossil pollen that has carrot in it, and it's been identified from the Eocene period, which is about 55 to 30 million years ago, give or take. Uh, so they actually have fossilized carrot uh, oh pollen <laughs> from from, you know, tens of millions of years ago, okay? I love that. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, but we're talking about the, the pollen here, but the absence of any actual remains of roots in all of the sites that have been dug up recently or over the time um, make it really difficult to determine exactly where, when, and how the carrot was sort of domesticated. Yeah. So you're going from that wild carrot to this domesticated carrot. So they're finding it really hard to c- kind of work out the exact timeline. But they, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to go through a couple of different things, but it it's kind of kind of scattered information, right? Yeah. So let's go. Let's briefly talk about the wild carrot, and then I'll talk about the domestic carrot, and then we'll move through the history, right? So the wild carrot is indigenous to Europe, Northern Africa, Western Asia region. And like I said, um, you you know, they've got fossilized 50 million years ago, but they've got seeds dating back to the Mesolithic times, which is about 10,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly, 
now both domestic and wild carrots still grow in modern daytime. So you have both varieties still, right? Oh, wow. That was, yeah, that was that was pretty weird to read, right? And um, one one place I read said that botanists have actually been, in modern day time, botanists have been unable to develop an ed- edible plant using the wild species that that is existing today. So they're this goes back to we're talking about how they're struggling to figure out how the carrot was domesticated. So we've got this wild carrot, but they're struggling to genetically or or selectively breed the wild carrot to produce something that's edible. Yeah, that so is yeah. fascinating. It is. Yeah. So how did they do it back in? They're not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. So yeah, that well, obviously they're not hundred yeah. percent sure because they can't do it. So someone was a bloody genius. Yeah, I did read this um, big long-winded thing about um, genetic this and make up that, but I, I didn't think it was worth going into, and mm. um, That's I didn't cool. think it was going to make us any smarter if I talked about it. Fair call. Yep. So the domestic carrot goes back to what I said about 5,000 years and they were thought to have been cultivated in the Iranian plateau. So that is Afghanistan, Pakistan and Iran. So that kind of area. Yeah. The color and flavor were kind of the primary drivers of the domesticated carrot and the you know the color the color changed significantly over that domestication period. And the root can be white, white, pale yellow, um, purple, black, red. You know, there's a heap of different types of things. But yeah. primarily at the start, it was white and yellow, and then it kind of evolved through all these other different color shifts. Wow. Now, if we go on to the purple carrot. Um, can I? Yeah. Have you ever seen a white carrot? I feel like I have seen one, yeah. White or okay. pale, really pale yellow. Yeah. Mm. I don't Maybe. think I've ever seen a white carrot. Yeah. I mean, I would it, call white and pale yellow the same carrot. I reckon mm, it, you mm. wouldn't get one that's bright white. You'd get one yeah. that's pale yellow and call it a white carrot. That's yeah. That would be my idea of a white carrot. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen one. I, I think when I had the health food shop, yeah, okay. we bought a bunch of different ones. I distinctly remember the purple carrots. I'm pretty sure there was a like a really pale yellow set in there as well. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But all you have to do is Google carrots and you see all the colours. There's heaps of pictures. Oh, yeah, but I want to actually. You just need a good green grocer. You'll be able to find some. Mm. Yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. Um, interestingly, the purple carrot, uh, they actually had really poor storage and erratic growth. So they were not um, they were not as sought after. And on top of that, the, the pigment that was in it used to stain everyone's hands and all the cookware and everything so they they kind of they kind of lost favor and they go in and out of favor but you know we're talking way back 5000 plus or you know 5 4000 years ago they they kind of lost favor and um in this this area of Kashmir which is Afghanistan and everything the the yellow carrots it's really thought to be the epicenter or what they called the um um biodiversity center for this particular type of carrot it was really the yellow carrots um and then you've got uh sorry i got that around the wrong way purple carrots cashmere <laughs> afghanistan the yep. yellow carrots their epicenter was turkey and iran so you've got yeah, really okay. these two really distinct locations and one's got purple and one's got 
uh, yellow carrots, mm. and um, the yellow the yellow carrot actually started displacing the purple um, in Europe by the 17th century. So right right up in the 17th century, they were using purple, and then the the yellow kind of slowly pushed it out, and you know obviously people were happy to get rid of this carrot that stained everything and yeah. to, you know one that was a bit 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 less of a, a problem mm. but um like i said you know you've got all these different colors of carrots but um if we if we go into egypt because we talk about egypt a lot but ancient egypt yeah. um carrots were actually used in the tombs which i did not know oh. so they've they've actually found carrots in uh the tombs of the pharaohs and plenty of drawings of carrots and carrot harvesting uh, all through Egyptian hieroglyphics, which uh, I had no idea. I mean, nobody talks about this stuff. You go, no. oh, I've been to Egypt and I've done the tours and everything, and nobody yeah. goes, hey, that's a picture of a carrot, and hey, that's an onion, and that's a garlic bulb. Yeah. You don't get any of that stuff. No. Yeah. That's yeah. that's so cool. Although, you know, I feel like the clip art that has happened today should have made us very aware that it should be I. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, carrots used in the tombs and that sort of thing in the hieroglyphs. But uh, interestingly, at this point in time, uh, the most cultivated carrot in Egypt was the purple carrot. Mm-hmm. And they used it not, not just for eating, but also for medicinal purposes as well. I'm going to touch on a few medicinal things later, but I'm not going to go into heaps um, because I I figure you're probably going to cover most of it anyway. Just a couple of weird things that um, popped out at me, right? Um, Let's go. We're we're going to come forward to like 371 to to zero, right? BC to zero. Um, The carrot was first. (laughs) Did that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. 371 BC to yeah, zero. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah, you're like, we're going to go to 371. And I was like, is this a book in a library or something? Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what we're doing here. Uh, Dewey Hang Decimal on. System. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so BC. So a bit, yeah, 371 BC yep. was uh, mentioned by Dephilius of Siphonos and uh, Theophrastus in an inquiry into plants. Uh, they talked about this plant growing uh, as a, like, saffron colour. So we're oh, yeah. you know, talking about a red kind of purpley carrot, probably more red. Mm-hmm. And and basically it talks about how the Greeks were very aware of carrots, wild carrots and parsnips. So they, they talk about all of this stuff. And the wild carrot was actually reported as a medicinal plant in the gardens of ancient Rome. And it was used as an aphrodisiac uh, and in some cases as part of a concoction to prevent poisoning. Ooh. Yeah. And this is a, a, a weird fact. I tossed up whether to put this in my facts or to leave it in the history. But uh, the seeds of the, of the wild carrot actually contain estrogen. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and some cultures uh, actually use the seed as a form of contraception. Wow. So it's like the first pill, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's some some wow. some botanists that used uh, DNA analysis actually found uh, some Roman-made pills in 130 BC in a shipwreck 
that had carrot in them. So they, they found pills in a shipwreck that contained carrot in a DNA analysis. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. It's like, I can't believe they were making pills back then, man. We're talking BC. I know. They got like a pill press or something. <laughs> they're just like <laughs> smashing these out. It's crazy. It's um, crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, our our mate Dioscordes, right? We've both spoken about him over mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Carrot was actually referenced in uh, his Herbal Materia Medicina in 65 mm-hmm. BC. Mm-hmm. And he noted that uh, the carrot was thought to ward off uh, reptiles. Again, he mentions contraception, uh, a diuretic, an aphrodisiac. And this one shocked me a little bit when I read it, and I tossed up not putting it in at all, but I thought, you know, historical sake, I may as well. Uh, they used it to help with uh, abortions as a vinyl suppository or a pessary because of their estrogen, I assume. Wow. Yeah. How weird. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, and that came up a couple other times in some other cultures as well. So interesting, like um, some of the other stuff we've talked about, these cultures are finding the same use, even though they're not connected in any way. They're finding almost identical uses for these things. Yeah. yeah. It's really strange. I can't wait to get into the nutrition because it's, yeah. Okay, cool. On. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they also write about the fact that the cultivated carrot was um, – more edible but less mm-hmm. medicinally effective. So the wild carrot was much better for the medicinal properties and the wild carrot was far better to eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, old mate Pliny the Elder, he mm-hmm. <laughs> he also documented carrots in a book called Historia Naturalis. Uh-huh. And a uh, little extract out of this book is he writes, uh, this root being particularly useful for the stings of serpents. Oh, so uh, I feel like they used a bites. lot of these plants for snake bites. And yeah, it's like, oh, you got bitten by a snake? Here, put this yeah. on. Here, put this on. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone got bitten by snakes back then. But do you know what, though? Maybe that's why snake oil was so good. <laughs> Maybe that's why snake oil salesmen like a, such a prolific thing in history is because yeah. – there were so many snakes. <laughs> I feel like the world was almost covered in snakes, snakes at one, everywhere. one yep. point. Yeah. Because uh, all yep. of these cultures used these things for, for snake, snake bites. bites. Like, yeah. it was, like it was commonplace. No, no, right? It's crazy. Real. Yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Imagine if somebody prescribed that now. I know. They'd be like, what snakes, mate? Uh, you got bitten by a snake. I oh, just get some carrot and put it on it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and garlic mm. and and onion and sage <laughs> I yeah don't know. sage as well yeah <laughs> anyway yeah so uh i hadn't i hadn't got he talks about the dose yeah yeah mm. if you've got the time <laughs> <laughs> carry yeah. on sir so uh actually to administer this the root for being for a snake bite or for the sting of a serpent the proper dose is one drachma. So I don't know what the volume equivalent of a drachma is, but the proper Isn't dose. Top of currency? No. A drachma is a currency back then. Are you sure? Yeah. And I should have Googled this. 100%. <laughs> I've watched anyway. too many films. Well, on he talks about. Current. 
one drachma taken in wine. So mm. that doesn't add up contextually. Well, it could be like the sliver of a carrot. Do you know what I mean? No, it's a currency. Former monetary unit of Greece nationally. I told you. Yeah. You did. You told me. Yeah. You really did They actually me. used the drachma to place on the eyelids to get you safe passage over yeah. to um, to Hades. There you go. Yeah, yep. it's like it's to pay the boatman so, to carry your body across. Drachma. Greek for you. So how do you have one drachma in wine? It's like a tablet. Cool. You know they were loving their pills back then. <laughs> <laughs> Coins. Yeah. Yeah. Just the extra yep. large. I'm just gonna take this horse tranquilizer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So have your have your carrot dollar in wine, and, <laughs> and that'll ward off the serpents. Yeah, nice. Yeah, they also gave it to cattle uh, when they were stung by snakes as well. Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so uh, that was was that was still you know sixty five BC. So we're still talking before zero. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like we're talking about the temperature of water. <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Pliny also writes, when we're talking about medicinal value, uh, uh, the cultivated form has the same uh, the same as the wild kind, though the latter is more powerful when grown in stony places. So he was saying that the wild, the wild uh, carrot is actually more powerful when it's grown, obviously, in stony places. So maybe kind of dry, arid, yeah. Which could plays into that whole Iranian plateau region, yeah. you know, Afghanistan and Pakistan and Iran and that sort of thing. So you yeah, know, kind of arid, rocky regions. Yeah, it actually um, makes a lot of sense with the type of carrots that were back then as well, because yeah. you're talking about them being quite small and thin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. carrots traditionally these days have to have really loose yeah. soil to grow. These were like wiry and, you know, yeah. roots, like traditional roots. Well, yeah. if it's a compact soil, it's yeah. not going to grow wide. It's it not going to grow, grow properly, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and I found this really interesting. Actually, I found there's a whole heap of paintings. Actually, uh, I found a resource that showed all these different paintings that have carrots in them and parsnips. Oh, yeah. Kind of interchangeable. Not just, of, not just a picture of a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, you actually, you just like the can me. of soup. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that comment just reminded me, but I forgot to mention the the aphrodisiac. Why yes. carrots were used as an aphrodisiac? They actually have no aphrodisiac properties. No, oh, no. <laughs> but they were thought to be because of this shape. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. The phallic shape of yes, the carrot. Yes, yeah. it's very... Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, of course, you know. Mm. Yep. Can't argue with that logic, can you? Oh, not really. <laughs> oh, not really at all. No. Yeah, so anyway, these paintings. So there's a... There's... <laughs> Let's move off that topic. <laughs> uh, there's a painting of a food scene in a Roman tavern, and this particular scene has what it could be considered a carrot or a parsnip. Nobody is a hundred percent sure, but it's actually mentioned as the first, the first depiction, like the first picture of one of these root vegetables from any oh, wow. period. Yeah. That was interesting. I can, I can actually send you a, 
like a picture of it. I've got it. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll put it up on the Instagram story. Yeah, so good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Two guys from playing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the quickest plug I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> We're going well, mate. We're going well. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 200 AD, Roman writings list the garden carrot specifically in a cookbook, right? Mm. And uh, oh, this, Sorry, are we plus 200 now? We are in plus 200. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You good? You, you with me? <laughs> yeah, yep. sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yes, so we've got this cookbook that was written mm. um, by the Romans. And there's uh, three recipes in this book, cookbook have carrot as one of the ingredients. But interesting, what they what they what they wrote in this cookbook was um, food substitutes, which oh. I find myself googling less often these days. But I used to Google all the time. What can I substitute for this, or what can I substitute mm-hmm. for that? Mm-hmm. And you know, 200 AD, and they were writing it into cookbooks anyway. Yeah. Um, parsnip. So it was written in as a <laughs> substitute. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, makes sense. Maybe they just couldn't tell the difference between the two. Yeah. Like carrot or parsnip, whatever you think it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just lucky guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 795, right? Uh, King Charlemagne included carrots in the list of plants recommended for the cultivation cultivation of the Frankish Empire. Uh, so it's an empire that kind of covered uh, Western and Central Europe. And throughout the Dark Ages and early Middle Ages, carrots and parsnips were really thought of as the main starchy vegetable for common folk, you know, for you just your, your, your common worker. And um, they were really easy to grow, easy to store, uh, and nice to eat, particularly in the winter months. You know, you can cook up a hot hot stew or whatever with some chopped up carrot. I mean, we still do it now. Mm-hmm. Throw them in the slow cooker or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that was Europe. Let's go forward to 950 AD. This one was really interesting. There's a this cookbook that was written in Baghdad. So we're kind of going back into that Middle East region. Uh, it had more than 600 recipes that included red, orange, yellow, and white carrots in it. 600 wow. recipes. Actually, more, more than 600. I, I didn't get a picture. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> and they weren't using tablets back then, were they? No idea, mate. Probably no. um, Middle East, probably um, papyrus. Yeah. Yeah. The font. <laughs> yeah, Avatar. windings, windings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, so six hundred recipes, six hundred, man. Wow, six hundred. I couldn't even. I don't think you could Google six hundred recipes. I was say, struggling to find six hundred recipes now. Oh, six hundred of the same recipes. Yeah, I oh, know. Yeah, now around the same time, Arab traders and uh, Moorish invaders. Really started to disseminate carrots through, through the Mediterranean, that kind of Mediterranean region. But also, we had the caravans that uh, travelled that took carrots along the Silk Road. So from, from the Middle East area, those caravans Silk Road went all the way across yeah. Europe, Asia, and brought carrots to all the way over to Japan. Really, at the end of the day, yeah. 
Um, so really following that Silk Road region. Mm-hmm. They weren't, uh, at that time, they weren't kind of going out past that. You know, you, it, it, you skip forward, it's really the age of exploration that the rest of the world gets carrots. Yeah, okay. Uh, but 12th century carrots reported in Spain and then followed this. I'm talking about how they kind of moved. So 12th century, we've got Spain followed by Italy in the 13th century, uh, France, Germany, Holland, and England in the 14th century. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one was interesting. There was a large quantity of what appeared to be processed carrot roots were found in the market square in Krakow in Poland. And they kind of in this organic layer that was dated to the 14th century. So they they just found like all these processed carrot roots, which is wow. weird. That's really cool. <laughs> I wonder hey, what they were I just, doing. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, I find this and I've only just really thought of this right now, but, you know, you say, you know, 12th century, they were in Italy um, and then 13th century, they were in uh, France. Uh, yep. 13th century, Italy. Okay. Uh, so it was yeah. Spain in the 12th, 20th, 12th century. 12th, yeah. And then, you know, in the 13th century, they were in Italy. Italy. Yeah. So Spain and Italy are pretty much next to each other. Yeah, they're pretty close. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking 100 years. Yeah. Between Transport those. was a lot slower back then, right? Yeah, I know, but that's a lot slower. Yeah, and it just seems like, um, you know, trade, it, it's so, it's. I just find it really fascinating to think about that, like taking a step back and going, you know, it took 100 years for a vegetable that was used in Spain to move to the country next door to it in Italy. Yeah. yeah. You know, 100 years. I just find that yeah. fascinating, man. And then another 100 years before it moved even further from Italy. Yeah, and it kind of just slowly starts to propagate yeah. out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then you incredible. just see, as you mentioned, like the age of exploration is really when everything kind of explodes and yeah. things start getting transported places. You know? Yeah. They're yeah. not just taking themselves somewhere. They're taking, you know, they're taking vegetables. They're taking Well, they're trying fruits, to take their own the, food and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Mm. yeah, it's interesting, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so, we, you know, on the age of exploration, that's where I'm up to now. But uh, in 1609, English settlers of the New World, so we're talking about English settling America at the <laughs> end of the day, um, they started cultivating carrots in the city of Jamestown, Virginia. And then uh, 20 years later, that production of that moved to Massachusetts. Uh, we also had... Brazil was the first South South American country to receive carrots in about the mid-17th century. And then, uh, interestingly, just after that, we've got carrots coming to Australia. And Mm -hmm. for the Australians that are listening, carrots were brought to Australia in 1788. Yeah, wow. There you go. That that year is not significant to you in any way, (laughs) Mr. Australian. (laughs) <laughs> yep, totally is. <laughs> Quick Google. No. Hey, that's the year Captain Cook found Australia. That bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Invasion Day. That's it. Uh, yes, that, but that was the year we were colonised by the British. Yes. Mm. But they bring carrots. They did. Mm. Yep, carrots. 
Anyway. Well, that's the... <laughs> yeah. like, carrots are not good enough, man. No. But, um, yeah, okay. Wow. So Captain Cook brought the carrots in? Well, I couldn't specifically find there was Captain Cook, but I would, yeah, there was yeah, more I than more than one ship came to Australia that year. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that was the year we were colonized. I mean, yeah. it was the same for America in 1609. Yeah. 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 Wow. But, uh, I mean, that's that's kind of the the older history of the carrot. Then I want mm. to talk about um, just one specific thing that's more, uh, a couple of specific things, but one really interesting that's a little bit more relevant now. Simon's it's... looking at me with a, a twinkle <laughs> in his eye. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear about this because I love these types of stories. Did you read about it? Like, do you know no, what I'm going to talk about? No. Oh, okay, I, cool. No, no, no. I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah. But I don't know anything about it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. Right. So enlighten the listeners. We're gonna come forward to um about nineteen forty to nineteen forty five. And for anyone that doesn't realise that we're talking about World War Two. Okay. And this is particularly interesting because carrots uh, actually I'm gonna stop. We talked about oranges a while ago. And a large portion, I did the history for that too, a large portion of our history was on the marketing that surrounded oranges and that came from about the 1920s. And, you know, something was said about oranges and then it kind of snowballed, right? This is very similar, but I think, I I don't know, you, you tell me if it gained as much traction as oranges and if it kind of caught on, right? But... I'm going to talk you through what happened during World War II and, and the story that was that was um, fed to the people, right? Um, so basically World War II revived the popular, popularity of the carrot and it, it kind of brought it up from at the time it was really more about animal feed than anything else rather than for people to eat um, and it, it, it became a major food source. So it went from nothing to a major food source during well, the war. We're talking about it being one of the top ten economically, yeah, you know, processed crops in the world yeah. now. Can we link it to that? I don't know. So, you, wow, these you know, things have tend to have a flow-on effect. Oh, they do, and it, mm. you can see it with oranges. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. So it became this major food source, right? The UK Ministry of Food created a character, and this character was called Doctor Carrot. <laughs> okay, and I've, I've got a picture of Dr. Carrot as well, but it's really poor quality. But okay. there is they, they created the character of Dr. Carrot. Now, the more I'm saying this out loud, the more similar it becomes to oranges because they created, you know, yeah. Captain Citrus Orange yeah, or Cit- whatever it was. I, was yeah. it Citrus Man or Captain Orange? I, I, I can't remember. remember. <laughs> that's so long ago now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they created this guy, Dr. Carrot, in 1941, right? And the primary reason behind this was to promote carrots as mm-hmm. a substitute for other more scarce vegetables um, in a, a campaign that they called Dig for Victory. Dig for Victory, right? Mm-hmm. So they're getting people to dig in deep. We, you know, we need to win the war, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're really trying to um, market their way into people eating this because they're running out of other foodstuffs. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then there's this legend about carrot and how it improves your eyesight, 
particularly in the dark, okay? Yes. And, I mean, as a child, I remember. Yeah, me too. And I want to say learning this. I remember learning that Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. carrots are good for eyesight, but particularly good for night vision. Yes. And uh, so we've got this legend that comes out about carrots improving the blindness um, at night time, right? And mm-hmm. the the from what I can tell, the roots of this legend come go back to World War Two, mm-hmm. and it actually goes back to the British government. Okay, and the British government were urging people to grow and eat carrots to ease food shortages, and they put out a story that the consumption of carrots that are particularly high in beta carotene were the reason for the success of the the Royal Air Force gunners during a blitz, right? So the the Air Force the Air Force did a, a massive blitz and they were quite successful. Yep. And the government was saying these guys were so successful because they ate carrots. And those carrots gave them the ability to see better when they were flying in the dark, mm-hmm. which gave them the edge against the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's this the story that's going on. But in reality, <laughs> what had happened was, right, the British government had launched a new airborne radar or airborne radar system that allowed them <laughs> to track the enemy's planes. And what, what they also had um, red lights in the cockpit, so they changed the light in the cockpit that helped them with their night vision and better aircraft instruments, right? So they launched yep. these radar you know, they improved all the technology and everything is in there. And what happened was is they didn't want the enemy to know that this technology existed. Oh. So they promoted carrots as the reason for it and disseminated this information. Yeah. I mean, genius. there's a line somewhere no, between genius falsifying information because <laughs> it's actually been proven to not impact your night vision. Uh, we're going to talk about that. It helps your vision, but not specifically (laughs) your night vision. Well, we're going to talk about that in more detail. Yeah. Yeah. So really interesting, right? That Mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm. this, did it impact carrots to make them the 10th, you know, most economically, uh, you know, you tell me it was on the verge, man. I know it. It's crazy. I feel like these marketing campaigns that were really good. I mean, uh, we call them marketing campaigns, but really it's propaganda. Mm. Yeah. At a government level. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Well, Oranges um, was as well. Exactly. It was government driven. Um, yep. Yes. Um, oh, I just find them like how. Um, I th- I think it's kind of two pronged, you know. Mm. It just shows our uh, reliance as a people on what the government says, mm. and mm. we just take it always as fact. Yeah. Or it used to be the case that mm. if the government said it, it's fact. Yep. You don't need to question it. It's, it's fact yeah. because they're doing it for the people. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, we know that's no longer the case these days. We know that. You know, there's money behind government, mm. and it's not always tax tax dollars, right? There yeah, is, right. you know, it's not uh, always for the greater good. No, yeah. no, no, no. So you know, we we tend now to question whatever government says, mm. 
Yeah. But it wasn't the case for such a long time. Yeah. Um, so I find that really interesting because, you know, they had the ability to change, like, yeah. uh, cultural norms. Yeah. You know? Yeah, big influence. Right? For profit. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever no, they wanted crazy. to do. It's crazy. Mm. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to finish with uh, some what I'm going to call modern history or recent history that kind Ooh. of kind of borderlines with um, maybe what could be, right? Oh. So it's not written in history yet. Are you talking about the carrots of the future? Yes, I am. Wow. The, the super carrot. <laughs> It's a thing. It's, I'm, I'm, it's in my notes. The super maybe carrot. Maybe it's not Dr. Carrot. Maybe it's <laughs> astronaut carrot. <laughs> Carrots from Mars. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. Okay, so 21st century. In 2018, they created a, a super carrot that had much higher levels of calcium. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if it ever really went anywhere, but people are, you know, trying to, to do new things with carrot. But... Um, They've also shown here they're being promoted as a future ingredient in biofuels, which I found really interesting. Mm. And there's also a polymer that's derived from carrots and other root vegetables that is actually now being used to fabricate uh, racing car steering wheels and fishing rods. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was interesting. And then a couple more points. The oil from carrot seeds has proved to be an excellent lubricant in industrial applications. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, they've also shown uh, some promising stuff for skincare and hair care using carrot products as well. Yeah. Well, there so you go. See what happens in the future. We might have, mm. um, we might have a carrot lubricant. <laughs> Sorry, what now? <laughs> Is that an aphrodisiac? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, mate, that okay. was the history of the carrot. That was fascinating. <laughs> I love that you ended on that. <laughs> well, shall we talk nutrition? Let's do it. And we can talk about a little bit of um, seeing at night. If that's actually a thing or whether it's not. Yep, yep, yep. All right. As always, we are going to jump straight into the basic kind of rundown on what 100 grams of these vegetables or whatever we talk about looks like. Um, Carrots. Interestingly, carrots are about 85% water, a little bit above that sometimes as well. Um, And, you know, and the edible portion is about 10% carbs. Um, So... 100 grams of carrots, you're looking at, uh, you know, about 85 to 90% water, um, pretty much no protein, about 10 grams of carbs. Uh, of those carbs, about half of that is sugar. Um, and there's about 2.8 grams of fiber, and this is soluble fiber, um, which we'll talk about again in a second. And there's 0.2 grams of fat, so pretty much no fat. Uh, pretty much no protein. Carbs and fiber. Yeah, basically. Um, well, water and carbs, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit of fiber. Um, so they're really starchy, lots of sugar, um, like sucrose and glucose that are in them. Um, but 
it is a good source of fiber, but two grams is pretty good mm-hmm. um, for that what it is. Um, and carrots actually rank really low on the glycemic index. Now, we've spoken about glycemic index before. It's basically a measure of how quickly, you know, food goes into um, or how quickly it raises your blood, blood sugar after a meal. Um, so raw carrots are um, probably the lowest in terms of uh, glycemic index. Uh, and then it gets a little bit higher for cooked ones. And then the highest it goes is for pureed yeah. um, carrots. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, fiber. Um so the main source of soluble fiber in carrots is something called pectin. Um, now, we know that soluble fibers, and we've spoken about soluble fibers a number of times, um, they actually really help to lower your blood sugar levels. Um, it can aid in digestion. Uh, it also is really good for bacteria in your gut, um, you know, improved health, and you know, kind of decreases risk of disease as well. Um, we've spoken lots more about you know, soluble fiber in terms of, you know, uh, limiting cholesterol intake um, in your digestive tract and actually lowering your blood cholesterol as well, um, which is really good things. Um, now we're going to talk about vitamins and minerals. Okay. Uh, I found this the really interesting part. Okay. So everyone talks about vitamin A in yep. carrots. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not actually... The vitamin A isn't really in carrots. It's carrots are really rich in beta carotene, which mm. we you you mentioned before, and our bodies actually convert that into vitamin A. Yep. Um, now that vitamin A is really good for good vision, um, and it's also good for growth and development of your immune function as well. Um, now, before we get any further into beta carotene. I'm just going to talk about a couple of the other um, uh, vitamins that are actually found in carrots as well. So they've also got biotin, um, which is a B vitamin, uh, which uh, helps with um, uh, fat and protein metabolism. Um, It also has vitamin K, which um, we've spoken about before. Vitamin K is really good for bone health and blood coagulation. Uh, It's got potassium in it which is really good for your blood pressure control. Um, and it's also got B6, which is involved in converting food into energy. Mm. Yeah. Um, but let's talk more about beta carotin. Cool. Okay. Yes, I know, right? Um, so this is the, this is the um, sort of antioxidant, I guess, that you know, our body converts into vitamin A. Um, so when we look at carrots, you've got orange carrots, which are really high in beta carotene. It's actually the, um, beta carotene that makes them orange. Mm. Um, but the interesting part about this beta carotene is when you actually, um, cook carrots, your absorption of beta carotene goes up like about six times. Mm. So if you're wanting to get the the most bitter carotene out of carrots, then cooking them releases more bitter carotene, um, which that antioxidant that gets converted into vitamin A, and it's really beneficial for your eyes and also your immune system. Um, 
let's talk about that. Okay, so they say, all right, that individuals mm-hmm. with low vitamin A levels are more likely to experience night blindness, mm. um, which is a condition that, you know, may be diminished by eating carrots or other foods that are rich in vitamin A. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I hear you saying, what is night blindness? <laughs> I yeah. did. How, how did yeah. you hear that? I was like okay. just mumbling it. I know. These microphones are really good. Mm. Um, so, hmm. night blindness is the inability to see well at night or in poor light. Well, I would never have known that. <laughs> uh, okay. It's not a disease in itself, but rather a symptom of an underlying problem. And it's usually a retina problem. All right. Uh, Try opening your eyes. <laughs> um, it's really common for patients who are myopic to have some difficulties with night vision, uh, mm. but it's not due to retinal disease. You know, sometimes it's just optical mm. issues. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, night blindness has a few different causes. Uh, myopia is one. Um, glaucoma is another one. Cataracts is also another one. Retinous pigmentosa is one as well. And the last one on this list is vitamin A deficiency. Mm. So usually it's not the cause, although it is a cause of night blindness is a vitamin A deficiency. Yep. So it's not 100% wrong. It's just not likely that this is what is causing no, no, night it's, blindness. No, no, it's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, but so I read this as well. According to the Office of Dietary Supplements, I think this is in the UK, a lack of vitamin A is one of the main preventable causes of blindness in children. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, in a kind of roundabout way, carrots do help you see in the dark. <laughs> However, usually it's you know, usually eating carrots is not going to fix this. <laughs> no, but it's it's a it's a lit, literal translation. They, if you're blind, they will help you see in the dark. <laughs> they don't improve your night vision. <laughs> yes. So really, it was. Um, they kind of took something that uh, you know they're saying that you know night blindness can be caused yeah. from vitamin A deficiency, and they're like, oh. Carrots have vitamin A in it. We can so just stretch the carrots. truth a little bit. Just <laughs> massage stretch it out. Just stretch this out about six meters. <laughs> um, What's that, about 20 feet? That's it. <laughs> uh, but interestingly, carrots also contain a couple of other antioxidants, which is lutein and zeaxanthin. Uh, yep. Zeaxanthin, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the combination of those two actually help prevent uh, macular degeneration, mm. which is a, 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 you know, a type of vision loss. Yes, yeah. So really some of the other areas in, um, you know, some of the other antioxidants that are in carrots mm. help with vision loss and mm-hmm. macular degeneration. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's kind of good, right? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, they were a little bit full of it, but 
there was aspects of it that it's almost like they they came to a um, uh, a causation rather than correlation. Well, you can, I can just hear them. <laughs> I can just hear them in the room now, right? Because they'll be like, "How do we put a spin on our pilots?" Yeah, you know, doing so well, but you've already got this thing that is demonstrated to show that it has effects on eyesight, right? Yeah. So not necessarily improving already okay eyesight. It helps yeah. on, you know, degenerative diseases yes. when it comes to the eye. So it's not a – that like you could just see them putting together a short list of potential candidates yeah. of things that help eyesight and going, well, what can we use and how do we – Yeah, and then yeah. going, what well, crops are really <clears throat> easy to grow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Okay, so a couple of other things that are in uh, carrots just before we go too much further. Um, we talked about lutein, which mm -hmm. is one of, a really common antioxidant in carrots, um, and it's predominantly found in yellow and orange carrots. And, again, this is good for eye health. Um, there's lycopene, which is mm -hmm. also in carrots. Now, lycopene, we know lycopene from tomatoes. Mm. So red fruits carry... Uh, and red vegetables carry lycopene. Uh, it's a red antioxidant, um, and it helps to decrease risk of cancer and heart disease. Um, there's also uh, poly, poly uh, secolines. <laughs> it's not a good night for me to sound. Polyacetylenes. Uh, now Jeez, I'll go look it up. That was really terrible. <laughs> no. What is it? Poly. No, stop it. What is it? Poly... Anyway, polyacetylenes. Acetylenes. Polyacetylenes. Yeah, that's it. God damn it. Okay. Um, which can help present, uh, protect against leukemia um, and other uh, cancers, which is really mm -hmm. cool. Mm. So. Um, we touched on a couple of things about, you know, it stopping cancers. So, you know, one of the benefits of carrots is that, you know, uh, these carotenoids that are actually inside carrots uh, can really help prevent against prostate, colon, stomach cancers. Um, it can lower risk of breast cancers with women. Um, and there's also some data that's, uh, that came out that suggests that carotenoids actually can protect against lung cancer. Um, although the newer studies haven't identified this as a correlation. So, um, yeah, I suppose you just take that with a grain of salt. Mm. Um, okay, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, so I'm going to talk about organic versus, you know, conventionally growing carrots really quickly, just in terms of like nutrition. Yep. And then we're going to get into some concerns that there may be with carrots. Mm -hmm. okay. So um, they've done some studies comparing organic to conventionally grown carrots, um, and they've actually found that there is literally no difference uh, in the amount of carotenoids and antioxidant quality and content between the two different vegetables. Okay. Yep, that's interesting. However, mm -hmm. um, you know, the conventionally grown carrots also carry pesticides yeah and we don't really know at this point in time what the long-term effects of pesticides you know the, this low intake of you know of pesticides that we consume in our bodies we don't really know 
long-term effects of what that looks like. Yeah. In terms of hundreds of years of sort of data. Yeah. So that's the only real concern. It's not a nutritional profile concern. It's Mm. more you're getting an extra, you're getting an extra bit of nutrients from this pesticide. Yeah. Yeah. I I did read, I did read that, that, uh, the really the only difference with organic is you, you're, you're not getting the pesticides. And if you can't eat organic, then you should really wash them and, um, potentially peel non-organic carrots, whereas the organic ones, you just eat them with the skin on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So concerns with carrots. All right. So there's a thing called keratinemia, mm. which is a clinical condition, and it's characterized by a yellow pigmentation of your skin. And this is a direct result of increased beta carotene levels in the blood. Mm. So if you are having too much beta carotene, which in turn is transforming you into vitamin A, you will be able to see in the dark, but you will be yellow and people will be able to see you in the dark. I, I It's funny because um, I remember a girl at school, she had this. Oh, really? She always ate carrots. Every time you saw her, she had a raw carrot in her hand. Yeah, wow. And okay. her skin was orange. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's actually it's actually really common in children. Yeah. Um, and it's not just carrots that we're talking about. We're talking about keratin-rich foods, which is yeah. carrots, squash, sweet potato, yeah. um, the orange yeah. uh, vegetables, right? Yeah. Um, it's pretty harmless. Um, but it can often be mistakenly diagnosed as jaundice. Mm, yes. Um, yeah. So, um, and it may also possess a, a significant symbolic significance. So, you know, I don't want anything that's got to do with anything. But anyway. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. nice. Um, yeah. Uh, the other thing that I found as well is allergies. So apparently, mm. according to one study, carrots can cause a pollen-related allergic reaction mm. for up to 25% of food allergic individuals. That's quite a high number. That 25 is huge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's basically a cross-reactivity uh, with some proteins in uh, fruits and vegetables that causes this allergic reaction. It's basically for people who are sensitive to birch pollen or mugwort pollen. Yeah. They may react to carrots, and it can go from anything from a tingle or an itch to you know severe swelling of the throat or a, an actual allergic reaction and anaphylaxis. Twenty-five percent. Oh. It's 25% of allergic people, not Correct. 25% of people. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> yes, I'm like, why aren't carrots banned like peanuts and stuff? Yeah. Waving a carrot at someone. <laughs> Stay back. Yeah, that's it. And, uh, yeah, so that's the nutritional benefits of le carrot. Cooking, hey? How about I take over? I don't really cook, hey. Why not? I love cookies. I hey? Cook, hey. You said, you cook, said hey. hey. Cook, hey. <laughs> Cooking, hey. 
Oh my god, this is this is derailed. <laughs> well, it's only derailed if you let it get that way, mate. <laughs> oh dear. Are you okay. gonna take me on a cooking adventure? <laughs> Not really, no. no. Oh. The Are we going to talk about cooking? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, carrot, hey? <laughs> we really did grow up in Brisbane, didn't we? Do you? Yeah. Hey? Mm. Um, do you cook with carrots often? Yes. Like Pretty much every time we do roast vegetables, I do yeah. carrots. Yeah, okay. Um, and I also am very partial to carrot cake. Um, and I often have carrots with dips. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't mind the odd, um, stick a carrot with some peanut butter or some hummus or something. Mm. Yeah. I'll tell you what I don't ever have. And that's steamed carrots or blanched carrots. (laughs) They can go to hell. (laughs) Well, soppy, watery yuckness. I'm gonna. I'm, I want to put <laughs> a spin on a steamed slash boiled carrot. Right. I want to. I want to put a spin on it for you to see if you would try this. Okay. Because it is really boring, and we had steamed carrots growing up. And every no. now and then, every now and then on a special Free day, veg, yep, mm. uh, on a special day we got carrots that had some honey on them. Yes. And that was like a once every quarter or something. Like it was yep. not yep. often, but mainly just plain steamed carrots. Yep. Yeah. So I'm the same as you. Not a huge fan of steamed carrots, but mm-hmm. we do. Chris and I will steam up vegetables quite regularly, mm-hmm. and we steam up uh, whole Dutch carrots. Okay. Yeah, and I um, I generally put a bit of chili with them, and they're delicious. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Mostly roasted, but I want to. I want to yes. put a spin on, and I've not tried this. I read about it, and okay. I'm definitely going to try it. And Ooh. I want to see if you think it would be definitely worth a try, right? So it's called a spiced, <laughs> a spiced carrot stick. Okay. Yeah. So what you what you <laughs> <Sorry>. do? <laughs> get your mind out of the gutter. I thought you said a spiced carrot stick. <laughs> Anyway, go on. <laughs> I was like, I don't get it, man. <laughs> How small you know, the is it? The... <laughs> yeah. Oh, settle down, would you? Sorry. <laughs> Spiced carrot stick. <laughs> so you coat, coat far out. You soak carrot sticks in hot water, right? Or like you boil the water, but take it off the boil. Okay. And get your carrot sticks, yep. okay, and you put it in this. You put it in the water, right? Yep. But in the water, you have uh, cayenne pepper, coriander seeds, and salt. Okay. So it's in the water, and you kind of yep. you put the sticks in and let them soak in the water. Yep. Let it cool, and then drain it off and eat the carrot sticks. Okay. What do you Interesting. think? Interesting. Um, I'm I'm liking the flavor combo, cane, coriander, and salt. Yeah, I like the I like what you're saying. You just you kind of lost me at the uh, steam the carrots part. <laughs> <sighs> but no, I'm willing to give it a go. Mm. 
No, seriously, I'm willing to give no, it a I just, go. I thought it'd be, it's an interesting spin on boring steamed carrots. Oh, yes. But, I mean, I it begs the question, why would you even start Do with I bother? steamed carrots? <laughs> <laughs> no. It did, the question did, it did beg me as well. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone listening likes steamed carrots, like, uh, you know, let us know. And if there's a way that we can that that you know that makes steamed carrots good, because I mean, steamed carrots and blanched carrots are actually really good in terms of bitter keratin. Well, and I, your absorption. I wanted, to, I wanted to reiterate what you said earlier, right? So, a lot of the things that we've spoken about in previous podcasts, um, we have made note that when you heat them, you damage certain mm-hmm. certain things that exist in it, and they degrade. Right. That's it. And particularly phytonutrients, which is what we're talking about when it comes to beta carotenes and and the, the the lutein and the zeaxanthin and all that sort of stuff, right? Yep. But beta carotene has has actually been found to be heat stable, heat resistant. Yes. So, like like you said, you you can cook it without um, significantly damaging the available beta carotene. You can no. overcook it and damage it, but you know, generally mm-hmm. cooking. It's one of these plants that is not necessarily going to make it worse. If not, it makes it a little bit better, right? Oh, well, from what I was reading, yep. it makes it six times yeah. better. Yeah. Well, it depends so, on your absorption, but, yeah, it can make yeah, it better. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I mean, cooking cooking is generally the preferred method, but uh, pickling as well. And mm-hmm. pickling, it was a good one because it kind of made me think of the um, – you know, the Vietnamese sandwich, the banh mi. Yes. They use the pickled carrots oh, to garnish, right? So good. I know. But <laughs> I was reading that um, to put a spin on those pickled carrots because they pickle them in a brine, right? Yep. And in that brine, you can add uh, some cumin and mint to just change up the flavor profile. Ooh. Yeah. Now that sounds good. Mm. I should have led with that one. <laughs> yeah, you should have. I love pickled vegetables. Yeah. It's like oh yeah, my thing. So mm. I love I don't do enough of it at home. I rely no. on eating out for pickled mm. vegetables, but I should Me do too. Yeah, I feel like I really want to get into that a lot more. Mm. Because I love it. Pickled ginger, pickled yeah. daikon, yeah, pickled yeah, everything. I just love it, man. It's so yeah. good. Okay. That was cool. Yeah, so it's a good one. Uh, another yeah. another thing I another flavor combination I came across was because I like you. Whenever we do roast, I always roast up big chunks of carrot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, this was roasted carrot with a chipotle and molasses dressing. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, because the, the molasses, molasses with God. the sugary sugary carrot and then that smoky chili chipotle. Mm. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I usually roast carrots with um, maple syrup. Yes. Yep. So maple roasted. And sometimes I'll yep. chuck a little bit of like a hot sauce in there as well. Yeah. So it's like a chili maple yep. glaze. Yeah, I did read like a sriracha mayo type yep. is a good pairing for it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sriracha mayo is like – is the best thing in the world. Yeah. It, it yeah. goes with everything. Yeah. Yeah. It goes with corn. Yeah. I think if avocado. we simplify it down, it, it's chili <laughs> that goes with everything. <laughs> well, mayo adds, man. Gives it yeah. a bit more uh, creaminess and depth. Mm. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, also- so uh, that's just a couple of meals. But what I wanted to talk about was um, some flavor pairing combinations, Ooh. right? So um, carrots are said to pair exceptionally well with butter, ginger, lemon. We talked about mm-hmm. this, maple syrup, uh, mm-hmm. which I have done carrot maple syrup. It's delicious. Uh, mm-hmm. Orange, it pairs well with orange. I've not tried orange. I've tried that. Yeah. yeah. Parsley and and sugar, which is a funny one. Um, so that's that's kind of like the top tier pairings, and then yeah, there's a yeah. a second tier, which is still a good pairing. But we'll go through. You've got cinnamon, coriander. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, cinnamon for me. I've had done that. Yeah, it's delicious. Before, yeah. 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 Uh, dill, mm. lime, uh, spearmint, olive oil, parsnips. Funny one. Salt. <laughs> Uh, tarragon and lime, uh, thyme, not lime. Yeah, <laughs> lime thyme. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I've some had interesting pairings. Thyme before. Yep. Yeah, I I put thyme in my roast trays yes, all the time. Yep. Absolutely, and rosemary, and you know, kind of. Yeah. But I think thyme actually pairs a lot nicer with carrot. Yep. Um. Yeah. Wow, that's cool, man. Yeah, some interesting kind of uh, flavor combinations. Mm. There, like the orange and carrot, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought. Yeah, how would you even? How do you pair oh, in a, in a dessert, man? Definitely, yeah. a carrot orange cake or or a carrot yeah. cake with a orange orange zest. chocolate. No, no, like an orange zest, um, like buttercream. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That would yeah. actually be really good. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at. I don't I'm gonna know make why. that sweet. Orange and coriander and carrot kind of stands out to me. I don't know why. Orange, yeah. coriander, and carrot. Yeah. Sounds like a salad. Well, orange and coriander is like um, a beer, right? Hogarden. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, anyway, interesting. But, uh, yeah, look, I mean, that's really all I've got to do with cooking unless you want to add some. No. Mm. Although I am going to cook a carrot cake with an orange uh, zest mm. buttercream on the top of it this week. Nice. So check the Instagram. I will make that this week, unlike other weeks where I've said I'm going to make something <laughs> and didn't do it. Yeah. Um, which, you know. For those I've that don't a, know, we have, got we have <laughs> other lives outside of this. <laughs> and we have both have newborns under six months. So... Yeah. Cooking and time, you know, time for cooking cakes and whatnot oh, in the goodness. evenings is very minimal. Um, oh. But I am going to cook a cake. I might do it this weekend. Mm. Mm. Yes. Okay. I'm excited to do that. Cool. Do you have a favorite carrot recipe? Uh, like well, I, I, sent, actually I sent you a picture last night of carrot because, you know, we were talking about it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. was grated up. Yep. Um, we cooked this quite regularly, but it was um, spaghetti bolognese, basically. Oh, and yeah. Because we don't eat meat. Our, our, our pasta sauce is mm-hmm. we build up, the, build up the sauce, and then instead of using meat, it's a, a combination of grated carrot, grated zucchini, and mm-hmm. brown lentils. Yes, yeah, yeah. The perfect. I would off. 
I would say that it's a it's a buttload better than meat in a oh, bolognese. So much better. Yeah. So much better. Last yeah. night we 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 played with um, the size of the grating. Yeah. Okay. And it didn't quite work. We've got to go back to the small size so that it kind of becomes. Oh, when you kind of a bit thicker, we. Yeah. Yeah. We're just just messing around to see what it did. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We've got a bolognese recipe that uh, is yeah. the with lentils and, and carrot as well, which is amazing. Yep, yep. Yeah. So I, I, I quite enjoy that dish. Um, mm. I am nice. I am partial to the odd carrot cake too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What about you? Have you got a favorite? Yeah. yeah, I love the carrot cakes, but I think um, something that I do all the time is the maple oh, yeah. carrots. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just I really love it. You know, the natural sugars in the carrots really, Yep. Uh, it's funny. It doesn't make it more sweet than what the maple already does. It's almost like it dulls it down and mm. I don't know. They just they just work really, really well together. Yeah. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. And I usually sprinkle um, sesame seeds over the top of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Give it a little yep. bit of crunch and mm. texture. Awesome, man. Yeah, cool. Mm. That is cooking with carrots. Twenty-four carrot cooking. The gold That'd standard. Be... Do you want me to teach you how to grow a carrot, please? Okay. I don't think I've ever grown a carrot. Oh, neither have I. Mm. Um. And this is a really interesting one because you have to go from seed. Yeah. Yeah. So really, really simple. They're actually really easy to grow. Um, mm. And again, what's my favorite place to get growing information? Um, oh, is that bloke's name? What's his name? <laughs> oh, Yates. Yates.com.au. I just It's just... I really love the way they lay it out. Mm. It's really simple and they just tell you exactly what to do. So I get a little bit of information there. And then when it comes to companion planting, I get it from some other places, but yeah. Okay. So basically what you want for carrots is full sun, regular watering, um, you know, a rich kind of soil that's very loose. So that is a key component is loose soil. Cause Um, that'll determine how big your carrot gets, right? Correct. Yeah, um, and it usually takes about sixteen to twenty weeks to get a carrots, um, mm. but you know you can plant them all year round. That's cool. Yep. Yep. All year so, round. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Well, there you go. Mm. How about that? Yeah, I love it. How about that? I'm gonna have to plant some. Yes, you should. Okay, so basically, what you need to do is choose a sunny spot in your garden. Loosen up all your soil, so get a fork in there and, and dig it all up. Um, you want to sow your seeds about, uh, now these guys are saying about six mil deep um, and about 50 mil apart. So in normal language, it's half a centimetre deep <laughs> yeah. and five centimetres apart. It's like okay. half of the first to the first knuckle, right? Like the yeah. tip of your finger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not very deep at all. Yeah. Um, and do not 
feel like you need to bury it deeper because it probably won't grow if you do that, mm-hmm. right? Um, you want to kind of keep you know, watering pretty regularly with the seedlings. Um, and after about four weeks, you're going to pull out the weak ones and you're going to leave the healthy seedlings in place. Now that is a life lesson right there. Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then basically you just want to keep it, uh, you just want to keep them kind of, um, moist but not wet. I mean, we talk about this all the time when it comes to um, vegetables and growing vegetables is you want your soil moist but you don't want it wet. And that's, you know, totally when people say that to you, you just, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean moist but not wet? It's the same thing. But it's not the same thing apparently. No, it's not because, you know, moist is – it's. Moist is just moisture, okay? Yeah. So if you can put your finger, and this is the this is how I've been taught to do this, is if you can push your finger into the soil and you go down to your first knuckle and it feels you know moist and not dry, mm. then it's moist enough to keep going. If you push your finger in and it's dry, then you need to top it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right? And, and wet, wet would generally mean the water's running through and coming out the bottom of the pot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Or there's a puddle on the top of your pot. Yeah, which that is drowning dead. That's what that is. Well, to compare with the avocado seed, just because we're talking about the difference of moist but not wet, the avocado seed, I have to keep it thoroughly wet. So when I wet it, I have to water it until water's coming out the bottom. Okay. It needs to – because, I mean, you're sprouting it in a pot of water and now I've put it in a pot full of dirt – Yep. I'd need it to still be really wet. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, it's the same with the fiddle fig. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they basically, you want to plant, I think they you you water them once a week, but when you water them, you so soak good. the yep. whole thing. Yeah. You know? Anyway, okay. So there's the tips for growing it, mm-hmm. right? And you'll have your carrots in 16 to 20 weeks. Mm-hmm. Voila. Make sure it's still loose the whole time. Wet is not what you want. Moist is what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Don't plant them too deep. Six. So moist but not too deep. Yeah. Right. Five five (laughs) to six six millimeters deep, not centimeters. Jesus. No one will be having any carrots. (laughs) No carrots deep. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's talk companion plants for carrots. Mm. Okay. So there's about, you know, there's a whole range of different ones, but I'm just going to talk about seven different companion plants that you can grow with your carrots. You can plant chives uh, with your carrots. They kind of deter the aphids and other pests from them. Uh, You can plant leeks with them. Um, They'll deter carrot flies and carrots repel leek moths. So they're actually really good to kind of fend off other things Mm -hmm. from each other. Uh, you can plant legumes with them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so legumes enrich the soil around the carrots through nitrogen fixing. So mm, legumes yep. are a nitrogen fixer, which we all know that that's a really good thing. Um, and if you, you didn't, you would if you went back and listened to our past episodes. Yes, listen to the ones on the cruciferous vegetables. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you can plant onions. Uh, again, they deter carrot pests, um, most notably the carrot rust flies. Well, where you ever heard of that? A carrot Never. rust? Never. Hell, man. Anyway. It's <laughs> carrot rust. It sounds like a color. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, it sounds like something you'd paint your walls with. Yeah. <laughs> carrot rust. Carrot rust. I think we're going to go with carrot rust. Yeah, mm. I'm really loving yeah. the industrial chic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, radishes. Um, so radishes actually loosen up soil when they sprout and allow mm. the carrots to grow easily. Mm. So, um, And because radishes germinate faster than carrots, you can plant radish seeds around the same time as you plant carrots. They'll loosen the soil by the time the carrots start to grow. Cool. How cool is that? Yeah. And you can do rosemary as well. Um, yep. Also sage. Um, again, they deter the carrot rust fly, mm. which is a pigment of colouring that you put on your, your wall in your house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so <laughs> that's pretty much how you grow carrots and what you should mm. be growing them with. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I would suggest, you know, uh, carrots and leeks go really well together. So yeah, I would they, those yeah. two together. Um, we, you should go back and listen to the episode on sage. That was a fascinating yes. episode. And um, I have sage growing in my garden already. Tim, you are, you've got sage seeds. I, I have planted them, yeah. but um, it is not the correct season. Um, right. But I thought I would. I thought I would attempt to sprout a few and see if I could get them to sprout. Otherwise, I have to wait till spring. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. But, um, you know, definitely go out and plant those because they're amazing. Mm. I actually ate sage with a... Oh, you sent me the pictures. No, 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 no. uh, Not that. Yeah. What did I send you a picture of? The pumpkin. Oh, we did a Hasselback pumpkin with sage and chili oil. That was amazing. No, but I had sage again tonight. Yeah. I had gnocchi butter sage. Oh, man, man, it was so good. I really want to try that. Yep. It's so simple. Yeah, yeah. It's just such a beautiful flavor. Anyway, Mm. okay. So we're going to talk about storing carrots. Mm. Okay. There's a few different ways to store uh, carrots. Um, First things first, with fresh carrots, you want to remove the greens pretty much as soon as possible because they draw moisture away from the root. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Dutch carrots that you see in the supermarket with the mm-hmm. probably a little bit more dry than what normal carrots would be because the yeah. the tops. But funnily enough, you can actually eat the greens on the top of a carrot. I don't know if you Yeah, I did. I, I read it in yeah. my research. Yeah. Yeah. And you can make pesto from it and all sorts of yeah. things. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, uh, and you want to try and, you know, put these away somewhere really quickly because carrots start to go limp once they're exposed to air. Mm-hmm. Um, and you should uh, – so here's a here's a top tip. You shouldn't store your carrots with apples, pears, potatoes, and other fruits and vegetables that produce ethylene gas. So we know ethylene gas is this – 
um, you know, I guess it comes out from fruits, typically from bananas is a mm. main, you know, uh, cause of ethylene gas. And it basically makes your carrots go bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely store them away from that. Um, okay. Carrots can keep in your refrigerator for about two to three months. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. You just need to make sure all the green's gone. Um, so that prevents the carrot from rotting. Um, and, and carrot outer skin dry in the sun for a day. Um, and then you want to line your vegetable drawer at the bottom of your fridge with some absorbent paper. Yeah. Um, which keeps your carrots fresher for longer. But basically they'll store in your refrigerator in that crisper drawer with the thing for about two to three months. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten that long. But yep. Well, mm. that's because you're getting store-bought carrots, which yep. have probably been in the freezer yeah. for yep. God knows how long, right? Yep. And they're probably about- in there in with other plants that potentially are emitting ethylene gas. I haven't thought about what's in Correct. there with them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this is another really interesting thing. All right. You can freeze carrots like most other vegetables, but if you are freezing carrots, you need to blanch them first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, vegetables that are frozen without being blanched, although they're safe to eat, uh, sometimes they can have off colors, the texture's wrong, flavor Mm -hmm. is gone, and there's nutrient loss as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, which. I would assume that this is happening from store-bought carrots that are frozen um, because they're not cooking these carrots first. Mm. They're not blanching these carrots. um, Yeah, I think we talked about that with broccoli as well. Blanch it first before you freeze it. Yeah. Um, So blanching basically stops the enzymatic activity that decays vegetable. The enzymes naturally occur in vegetables, helping them to grow and ripen. Um, They continue after they've been harvested. Um, so freezing slows down the action of the enzymes uh, and they can actually survive freezing temperatures and continue the decaying process even though the food is frozen. Mm-hmm. So when you pre-treat these vegetables by blanching them, it actually kills off those yep. enzymes. Mm. Yeah. So if you do the proper freezing technique, you can store them for up to nine months in a Ziploc bag in your freezer. And if you've got a deep freeze... So a, a very cold freezer, mm. um, and you put them in a vacuum sealed pack. You can get about fourteen months out of it. Wow, which is a uh, fourteen months is pretty good. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much how to store and grow carrots. I wanted to add something. I and I Did really you? I only read it really briefly, so I don't have all the information in front of me. Because um, I, I thought you would cover it, but you didn't. Oh, oh. no, 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 it's not, wow. no, no negative There's a thing. backhanded compliment like, for you, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's like you don't even care at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to steal my fun. <laughs> um, I read somewhere, and again, I, I, I wish I had it in front of me because I would like to get all the information that in in winter specifically, mm-hmm. you can actually leave the carrot in the ground. You don't have to harvest it. 
straight oh, away yeah. you can leave it in the ground. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yes, that is true. I read right. that as well. Ah, cool. Yep. Yeah. From the Carrot Museum. Yeah. I, no, I don't think I read it from there, but yeah. I read yeah. it. So. so you could actually delay harvesting yes. it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not for very long, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. There you go. Very good. That was fun. good, mate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. before we kind of, uh, I just remembered my mum just told me a story about carrots. Mm-hmm. So she used these, she went to the market, she got these purple carrots, and she um, started cooking a stew or a soup with them. And the purple in the carrots, because we talked about the purple actually leaches out and mm-hmm. it turned the whole soup purple. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's interesting. We I have cooked with purple carrots. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. yeah I usually roast them. They're pretty good. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're, I mean, there's a higher amount of bitter carotene in them. So yeah. And uh, sugar. I don't think I, yeah. I don't think I mentioned that. But it, I don't think it there's did. a higher there's a higher amount of bitter carotene in purple carrots, um, and again, if you roast them and cook them, then you get you know six times a bitter carotene and a higher percentage as well. Mm. So then you can definitely turn orange, ward off that uh, nighttime blindness. Yes, it's a thing, man. Mm. Yeah, it's a thing. I'm not denying it. Well, it seems like you are. You're a naysayer. no that was good amazing well uh for anyone who is listening for the first time firstly thank you Mm. uh we love that you're tuning in if you're listening to us for the 13th time 14th maybe 14 yeah it's not the 13th isn't it okay jeez Yeah, they're getting away from us, aren't they? They are. Well, man, I, um, yeah, Sage was 13. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you're listening to us for the 14th time, then thank you very much. We have enjoyed having you along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you aren't following us on the Instagram account, definitely go and check that out because we drop a lot of information there about um, – everything that we speak about in every episode, you can catch us planting the uh, vegetables that we talk about, um, putting up recipes as well sometimes. Mm. And (laughs) (laughs) I will be better at this. I Mm. promise you. Um, But um, look, thank you again for all your support. And Tim, thanks, man. Uh, I always love chatting to you about this stuff. Yeah, it's good fun, mate. Thank Mm. you. Um, I think that's it. Sounds like it is. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We wrapped this one up. This one was a long one. It was. (laughs) Almost two hours. Good Lord. (laughs) If you made it this way, the whole way through, well done. Um, I know there's a lot of people that listen to these things in multiple parts, mm-hmm. um, but thank you and, and well done. And until next time, do yourself a favor and go eat some more plants. Mm-hmm.